Hello, and welcome to episode seven of When Survival Looks Like Success. This episode is titled The Lost Age of Men, and it's all about diving into the untapped need for men's mental health and priorities surrounding that. This is going to be a really powerful episode. Every week that we continue, we're going to be diving deeper. We're going to be getting more intense with our topics. And don't worry, not every episode will be like this depressing, sad sack of an episode. (laughs) But for real change to occur, we need to go there. And we need to go there now. We can't lose any more people because we aren't taking the action and the steps necessary that are within our power to make real change in our universe. So anyone that's been following knows I had a different guest on, but he is not able to be here. So saving the day is producer Ray. Thanks, Ray. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. So Ray, tell us a little bit. You have like, you're just like me. You're a Renaissance man. You have your hand in all these like different cookie jars. So tell everyone a little bit about like what you do, who you are, where you're at, all that. Well, my name is Ray Burns. That's Ray Burns. And on social media, I'm known as 100K Ray. So I am a brand manager. I own a brand management company. And a couple of subsidiaries up under that is music and entertainment, branding and management, as well as photography, studio, podcast studio, where we're recording it now. And just a whole brand, like 100K is a movement. And we we do anything that's brand related. So marketing, promotions, everything. The tedious stuff that the entrepreneur needs that they don't want to get their hands dirty with. So small, small things like your ISO all the way up to anything. Like anything that's brand related, we literally do it here. So run ads, ad spend. Create ads, create the websites, uh, do backlinks, connect your social media to your websites to make it profitable, uh, monetize your social media. We do a whole bunch of stuff. So Ray's a really good person to have on this podcast because especially when you're an entrepreneur, it's you have to wear so many hats. It never stops. And that's just while you're at work. That has nothing to do with then everything else in your personal life and how it's correlating. So you're doing so much when it's more and more and more and more and more. That pressure and that stress builds up. And I feel like I feel like women are getting really, really good at sharing and connecting and grouping together and group mental health and being transparent. But I feel like men are really getting lost in the mix, especially because men are fathers, men are house, you know, housekeepers, men are caregivers, men are fathers and brothers and business owners, and they're still wearing all those hats, but then they're just kind of getting lost in the mix. And so this episode is about really bringing a lot of things to light that need to be talked about. And, um, Anyone that knows me knows I'm like this raging feminist. and But it doesn't matter. I think to be a really successful raging feminist, you have to take care of the men in your lives as well. It's so essential to being, I mean, in my opinion, a great woman. I I look at great women and great women care for the men in their lives and they want to see them thrive and succeed as well. So that's what this episode is about. 
So when I was kind of writing this episode, it reminded mm-hmm. me of my grandfather. And he was a man of really few words. But he went through, like, some shit. <laughs> he was in the war. And I look back, and I think that what he didn't say really spoke volumes. Sometimes it's not the words. It's yeah. what someone doesn't say. And I think that must have been the hardest thing to just swallow it all down and eternalize it. And attempt to, like burrow this bomb like deep within you and still have to function and be social and be a good (laughs) husband and father the words he didn't say still had this impact and you could see it in his eyes and you know it it was a different time back then but now it's like you don't have to go through war to relate to this we still have plenty of trauma happening so my first question is what do you think is preventing men today from discussing their mental health. I mean, I do think that slowly more and more men are beginning to discuss it, but it is a very slow climb in the right direction. Honestly, I believe that the reason that the numbers, I can speak personally. Um, it's, it's a battle of not being vulnerable, but your vulnerability being used against you. Mm. You know what I mean? So, um, you you have this facade. You're the protector. You're the provider. Mm-hmm. You know you're the priest. You you know what I mean. You you the go to of go tos. You the if something is wrong as a man, you have to fix it. You can't complain about fixing it because if you show an emotion of fixing it, it's usually used against you. It's a oh uh, you're a man. You know what I mean. Or even as a child, you're a boy. You don't cry. You know what I mean? Like the stigmas. You, the stigmas, you know what I mean? And then you you love people and you try when you do try to be vulnerable, even in a relationship, a person may get upset with you in that moment. And the first thing that you hear because a person is reacting out of anger and ignorance at that moment is your vulnerable moments. Yeah, because then they'll say they'll say shit to you like Oh, you're such a fucking pussy, right? How many men, I mean, if if I had a poll, if this was a, like a live thing, like how many men have been told that anytime they got a little bit sensitive? Yeah. And it's like, wait, no, like you want somebody to be transparent and sensitive. Yes. But it is, it's weaponized. It's weaponized. Very much so because um one thing for sure is you can't beat you can't beat a woman at arguing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So no. it's it's usually the brute, you know what I mean? It's like you're more stronger and mighty, and but that tongue is powerful, and then it takes one time because your pride is bruised, and you're bruised, and you're like, you know what? I'm never sharing again. Right. It's Now it's like, that's the standard. That's the bar. That's the bar. And so you're never going to cross the bar. And then even like you said with your grandfather, so him raising strong men mm-hmm. is you, that's your role model. So he was a strong man. So now it's a generation up under him. Of men that's like, okay, I have to just take it, endure it, and hold it in. Again, that's past and past. So my uncle, like his son, became a social worker. And so it's like, I think there was that, oh, I got to break this generational thing now. Right? Like, and I think that's probably what happens a lot when you're trying to break. And we've all heard that term, like breaking the generational curse. Curse, yes. And so I think that that's starting to become something that people are actively working on now, especially with their kids. Yeah, because now it's, it's we're we live in a more acceptable world. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a world that's more acceptable to a lot of things and a lot of stereotypes are removed because of the more the, the world is a freer place mm-hmm. as far as when it comes to indi- individuality with being free as an individual. So you it's okay. You know what I mean? Like I tell my son like it's okay to cry and to to share your emotions and even me in this daylight I've been through a lot as a man, as a quiet man, to the point where now I I respect and I love the fact that I can show emotions. Mm-hmm. And anybody that don't like it, it's like, to hell with you or... Because it's, it, it, what, it, it protects me. Because I have to let it out. Like, I, I, be, I tell my son all the time, like, if you wasn't supposed to cry, you wouldn't have had tear ducts. <laughs> right. I mean, but think you about it. Like, that's, that's such like, a profound thing. It's so simple but profound. It's like... Your body is designed to do that. It's And what is actually happening when you're repressing that? I always tell people, it's funny, when they come in and get a massage, and maybe they're complaining about something that they are really upset about. And I say, just get it out. Like, if you keep it in, that's probably what causes tumors. (laughs) Like, I mean, because we don't really know. we don't. We don't really know, like, what's stockpiling, like, by all that repression. So, So last night, I was talking to my husband. And I said, in the event that the guy that was going to come on doesn't show, I'm just going to have Ray do it. I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I, I think he would be really relevant because I said, I feel like in this day and age, white men are under a microscope yeah. in today's day and age. Like they're they're like um, just like every little tiny thing is looked at and then goes into some, I don't know, bumper sticker, right? I said, but I feel like black men are under the thumb of society where they're constantly being held down and trying to be controlled by society. Does that make sense? It it makes a lot of sense. It makes sense from Like does that resonate? Like I feel like I feel like where people are like really looking at white men like, what are you gonna say or do next and how are we gonna exploit it? I feel like with black men, they're like it's like, no, we're just gonna constantly put pressure on you to not elevate. I can say this. When it comes to to Caucasian males, it's a it's a separation. That's yeah. so the separation is you have one group that wants to put the microscope yeah. over another group, and then you have so the difference is you still can be either on one side or the other when it comes to being a Caucasian male, right? But when it comes to being an African American male, you really it's all the same. Mm-hmm. So it's still just the thumb. Yeah. You understand? So now, but where they separating it is, is if you're a homosexual male, no mm-hmm. matter either race, you get yeah something totally, you get a free pass. Right. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's even more. It's like more and more and more categories. It, it is. And, yeah. it, and, and the thing is, in, in a minute, I was telling people like, it's only one race of people. It's the human race. It's it, you know what I mean. Like when we get to adding titles and descriptions to things, that's what makes everything difficult. It makes it a power struggle. You know, it's it's only it's only one human race. You know what I mean. And we all are kin and cousin one way or another, whether we was created or whether we was made. And the thing is, understanding that if we don't get it together, together, it's never gonna get together. Right. 
You know what I mean? So in order for the microscope to come off of one group of people and the thumb to lift off the other, because you got to think it takes a thumb and a hand to hold a microscope. Exactly. So we, we, we relatively have to see the bigger picture of whose body is holding this microscope and whose body is holding this thumb. Because it's a body that's holding these things down over both groups to keep the control over both. So if we keep the microscope over you, it's a way for you to repress your anger. I mean, to, to shed your anger to keep you angry at this group of people. And if we keep your thumb, we keep you angry at this group of people. But it's a body that's holding both. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when we remove that, the mental blockage of that body, we both would be in a better position as humans, if that makes sense. So it's, it's, it's really removing the title. So it's not even about what Caucasian men or African-American men is going through. It's about the fact of as humans, we in a day and an age where we all are being victimized and being colonized and mentally, you know what I mean? So it's not even a thing no more of, okay, well, the Caucasian did this, a Caucasian man did this to me. It's, it's the fact of it's either you're going to control or you're going to be controlled. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And it's, it's one echelon of people that's controlling a whole mass of people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, once we understand that, like, at the end of the day, the same people that taught us to hold these things in and to repress these angers and repress these emotions and these feelings and not get them out is the same people that's controlling both groups. My husband and I talk about that a lot. Um, and I don't actually think I've, like, said that I have a husband yet in my podcast, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> it just hasn't come up. Um, but... We well, we talk, know it's exclusive right now. We talk about that <laughs> quite a bit about like mass control yeah. and about, and it's like so important. I think the thing that people don't just still for some reason don't see is like the more division that's occurring, because if you have numbers, numbers are power. Yeah. That is power. Yeah. Like when there is a mass population that is united and has a similar goal towards working, that is very intimidating to the powers that be. Yeah. But when you keep people divided, it's significantly easier to control Divide and, and demonize yeah. and victimize. And it's so much easier. And so what do you think, like, leading in, so what do you think that men as a whole really need to be able to, like, kind of come together and get out of those old adages and, and all that suppression and examination that's occurring? Like, what do you think that men actually really, really need? Is it something like... Okay, we need support groups. We need mandatory therapy. We need psychology classes in schools. We need, um, you know, like free mental health resources at like the YMCA. Like, what do you think is needed on a bigger scale for things to change in the next 20 years or so? First, we need knowledge. We need knowledge because the thing is, no matter if we sit in a room, and we have a discussion or we, we, we attack mental illness. We, we can attack a lot of stuff, but first we have to have knowledge on both sides. For one side to, to acknowledge the fact that we were around and we manifested and we, we did things before slavery. Because mm-hmm. a lot of Caucasian people think that, even, even us, we think that slavery was the start of black people. And it wasn't. We have eras and eras of time and history before that yeah like why did i always thought that was bizarre that that was like even in history books so i'm indian and um i used to get in trouble because with my history books in school i'd be like 
Where are all the Indians? <laughs> <laughs> they were just like magically gone. Yeah. They just poof, like and, vanished. And, that- and I'm like... Wait, what? Like, where, where's all the, the thousands of years? Like, and that, and that that's shit. the first thing that we need is knowledge, correct knowledge. Yeah. For for the, for us to understand that it's not a, it's not about who can be controlled. It's about who can grow. Mm-hmm. Who can grow? What can you grow? Can we grow? And we understand that as a as a group of a body, and we come into a room and we understand we see where we've been. And the the egos of control have to be eliminated because one thing that doesn't lie is history and numbers. So when we go to history and we say, okay, listen, if we want to bring up old stuff, let's go over history. And then we got to eliminate a lot of the, the misconceptions. And once we eliminate those misconceptions, then we can move forward as a body in a mass. Because if you got a room full of people that think one way, because this is the thing, I have people that I, that I conversate and I deal with. That's in the Aryan nation. And I, and I deal with them and I, I talk to them and we talk and it's because it's a mutual respect because you can't pull nothing over me because I know who I am. I know my heritage. I know my laws. I know my bylaws. I know what I stand on. I know my principles and they know theirs. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a mutual respect in the middle of saying, okay, you know who you are. I know who I am. Now, where can we go together? Right. Because a person would say, okay, well, you can't deal with them because they, they preach hate. The ignorance of of the mass of those people preach hate. But what they preach, preaching is a pure bloodline. I'm all for pure. I'm all for pure on both sides. I'm not against that, that knowledge of being pure. I want my bloodline to be pure. I want yours to be pure. That don't mean that we can't coexist and still love each other. Right. That's not saying that integration of love is wrong. It's not saying that on my behalf. But until we understand who we are and as men of hoes and understand that women are over us mm-hmm. in creation, in life, in the development of everything. If you don't respect a woman, y'all are going to die standpoint, if we're not there. Come on. Like the world will. Die. Everything, <laughs> me and my, everything is feminine. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Caucasian men, sometimes mm-hmm. they don't like to admit that. A lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Because you got to think when it comes to rights, you guys started driving and didn't have a lot of rights the same time that we didn't have a lot of rights as a group of people. Yeah, women. And that's actually, it's funny you brought that up. I was reading a book recently that was talking about, um, was talking about that, like different journeys in terms of like laws, like laws and legalities and things like that. And it's almost to the T. Yeah. It's almost to the T. And um it's really fascinating how that like came about and how that evolution came about. It's still so far away, it's the, and it's still it's still not that far from us. You got to think. Not that far. It's right. It's both. sixty years, yeah. seventy years, eighty no. years. It's not that long. It's nothing. Like I'm thirty now, yeah. so eighty years ago, right? You know what I mean? Like that's not a long time for people to just have rights, humans, women. To just have rights. So what we got to understand is and, and stop being scared to pinpoint the elephant in the room. You know what I mean? If Caucasian women didn't have rights and no African-Americans have rights and only people had rights was Caucasian males at that time, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. It, it, and that's just and when you understand that and you say, you know what? Okay, we was the problem. That's in the past. What can we do to honestly move forward and scare and not be scared to lose anything? That mindfulness. It's about having that mindfulness. It is. And then, honestly, that's when we can sit 
together and come together and the world will be able to move honestly forward because the world is dying right now. Mm-hmm. The planet is dying and it's dying because we're not doing the things that we're supposed to do as cultivators, as growers, as tillers, as people that God entrusted with this land. We're not doing what we're supposed to do. So until we do that and come together and really understand the positions that we have in this world, it can 20 years ain't long enough no. until we ready. You know what I mean? As men. And we really got to understand that, man. That putting women first, no matter the race of them, and understanding our position as men and as gatekeepers and as holders and protectors is what we need to do. Then we can worry about the mental illness. Because it's it's a whole thing that gotta we gotta be woke as 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 individuals first on both sides. And then we can work on okay, now we need to do this, 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 and this. Because you gotta think every day that you tell a lie, you preaching and teaching that lie to a kid that's gonna believe that lie and gonna press that lie on to the next kid. So I can say one thing that can go 40 years into the future without me even again, 10 years from now, I stop it. But that lie is still spreading. That false is still spreading through my children, through the doctrination, through different stuff. And we just got to understand that it's bigger than us. It's bigger than us. And really put the feminine entities that, that, that God entrusted with us in the, in the position, in the pedestal that we are ordained to keep them at and treat them in that manner so they can get back. Like, you know what I mean? Cause women take it and have to deal with it the hardest in life period. And we don't cater to the dealings, you know what I mean? And when we do cater to dealings, life will be a lot better for everybody. Do you think that, um, like, so kind of going back to the beginning where I was saying women are really starting to open up a lot about their mental health. Yes. Like I see it everywhere. I see it in groups. I see it in, public meetings, but women are just opening up. There's whole clothing lines devoted to it. So do you feel like by women starting to do that, that that's starting to create this, this little spark of men to be more honest, be more transparent, like speak their truths more, like, because they are starting to see women doing that more. Or do you still feel like there's that little bit of like, almost like a pressure on you? Like I want to, but I just can't yet. I believe that, I believe, honestly, that is still a pressure. Mm-hmm. It's still a pressure because this is going to sound, it's going to sound funny, but even with you as a woman going and you venting and you sharing and you building, another woman uh, embrace that mm-hmm. and say, you know what, sister, you living in your truth. You 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 you're feminist. You you doing it? I share my emotions to the same woman. Mm-hmm. I'm complaining. Mm. I'm weak. The concept. Yeah. How, how can I complain and you complaining about the same? Or you know what I mean? And then it's like I'm I'm not complaining. I'm venting. You know what I mean? And soon as I say, hey, listen, I had a hard day. The first thing a woman sometimes say is, oh, I had a harder day. And it's never, okay, let me have a moment as a man because we don't have moments. Women can have a moment of a breakdown and can have that moment. And society give you 